The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Jesus said in those days after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will be falling from heaven and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds and with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. From the fig tree, learn its lessons. As soon as its branches become tender and put forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that he is near at the very gates. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. But about that day or hour, no one knows neither the angels in heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. Beware, keep alert, for you do not know when the time will come. It is like a man going on a journey when he leaves home and puts his slaves in charge, each with his work, and commands the doorkeeper to be on the watch. Therefore, Keep awake, for you do not know when the master of the house will come, in the evening or at midnight or a cockcrow or at dawn, or else he may find you asleep when he comes suddenly. What I say to you, I say to all, keep awake. The Holy Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Well, as you will have noticed, the season of Advent is upon us. Um, you did not need to see the change in color or the Advent wreath to know. You all know in your bodies the stress, the joy, the errands. Let's start with prayer. Praying is sometimes hard uh, to find a moment. In my mind, uh, prayer is a little bit of an anchor. Um, time to bring back a moment of stillness, a grounding. Uh, when we pray, sometimes um, at the altar for the Lord's Prayer during the Eucharist, <clears throat> we do uh, something called manual acts. The manual acts are how we move our hands, you know. There's a manual act for blessing of the bread and wine. Um, 
There's a manual act of raising our hands in prayer. It's called Oren's position. Oren's just means lifting up hands to God. Um, and for the Lord's Prayer, we do often this, palms out um, and up to God. So um, would you join me? Um, palms just in your lap, in front. When I pray, I take three deep breaths to slow down my heart, letting the stream of words slow, maybe stop. And if the words don't stop, sometimes I say a short prayer as I breathe in. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one. And then I exhale slowly. Have mercy on us. Holy God, holy and mighty, holy immortal one, have mercy upon us. We pray for peace in this time of busyness for all the gifts, the errands, the things to buy. We ask for moments of peace. For all the pain in the world, for those suffering from violence, and the threat of violence. We pray for peace. For all the joys that this season will bring, we thank you. For all the moments of sadness and the memories of loss, we lift them to your holy name. O oh God, we pray for peace. Amen. Your bulletin is a little card that I had made and printed for this morning. Um, and for those of you online, there it's um, linked in the uh, description, so you can click to find it. Uh, art like this, religious art, is not only instructional about who God is and how to pray, it's also a token that calls us to prayer. And so, um, we're the Episcopal Church, we don't tell you to do stuff, but keep this with you, 
you know, um, by your bedside or at your desk at work, uh, in the car. Um, let this be a token uh, calling you to, to prayer. What do you see here? Jesus in the garden, see the trees in the background, a light coming from above. Notice the kind of geometric images, the light that shines down while the disciples are asleep. Notice the bands on their forehead mirror the light coming from above. They're missing the light, but it's still there. Jesus is set apart from the disciples, looking up, praying to God. This is just before the crucifixion, just after the passage that we read this morning. Keep awake. It was a um, foretelling of what Jesus would have asked the disciples to stay awake. So even though Jesus is separate from them, the only one managing to stay awake, one of the profound parts of this piece of art from Chi is that where does Jesus begin and where does Jesus end? Where do the disciples begin? And where do the disciples end? They are intertwined. Anything else? Well, whatever prayer is, one thing that I would like to suggest that it is not is a flight from reality. This image of Jesus is Jesus preparing himself to confront the powers of darkness, of evil, the powers that have oppressed and kept people away from the house of God. Jesus in prayer is not retreating from the world that he lives in. He is fully entering it in a sacrificial way. This year, um, this new year is celebrated in Advent. We will be reading Mark all year. Starting and stopping in fits and starts, we won't really get to the meet of Mark until the summer after Pentecost, and then we're just going to read it every week. So on the back of this card, I put a little outline of Mark. Um, I, I actually don't know the history of how the lectionary was cobbled together. The lectionary is the readings that we do on Sunday. 
Um, whoever did it did this great gift of starting Mark on the most cryptic passage in the entire book of Mark. <laughs> um, the stuff uh, at the beginning about the, the um, earth shaking and the fig leaves, um, that's like super complicated cryptic. If you're reading that thinking it's cryptic, you're right. Um, but I thought I'd just do a couple of quick hints about what the Gospel of Mark is up to at large at the very beginning of it um, to hopefully give you a little bit of uh, index and key. Faith is simple. Mark is divided in two. The passage we read this week is from the second half of Mark. That's the ministry of Jesus in Jerusalem. That ministry is about one week. Um, we celebrate for Holy Week. It starts with Palm Sunday, um, Jesus in, uh, uh, descending down the Mount of Olives, and then ultimately the cross and resurrection. The first half is a, a much uh, longer period of time, and uh, the two are very interrelated. The, chapter 13 is a callback to the earlier things that Jesus has said. So. Let me just give you one image that Jesus meant to be foundational for all of his ministry and indeed for the church um, uh, that would come after him. <clears throat> Very early on, he, he uh, is sitting with sinners and tax collectors for a meal, and uh, the religious establishment is scandalized by this. Um, and he's doing ministry. And then um, towards the end of chapter 3, Jesus gathers those people. They just call them the crowd. The crowd is um, the sinners, the tax collectors. The, the sinners aren't so much people who have defaced the image of God, which is what Moses will define as sin. Um, sin for Jesus in this moment is this just class of people that has been excluded from the religious temple, from the synagogue, a class of people defined by um, physical ailments, defined by their poverty, uh, defined by being women. Um, and so Jesus constructs, or Mark constructs this tableau where they're gathered in a home at the end of chapter 3, and the crowd is there. Mark goes out of his way to tell us it again and again that women are present in the home that image of the early church gathered in a house. And Mark tells us that Jesus' family, his mothers and brothers and sisters were outside calling for him. They were worried that the things Jesus was saying would lead to his death. This is in the very beginning of Mark. They're calling to him, asking him to lay off, to stop scaring people. And uh, so the crowd, Mark says, is sitting around him, and they say, your mother and your brothers are outside asking for you. And Jesus says, who are my mothers? Who are my mother and my brothers? And it says, he looks around at the people with him, a very image of a Eucharist type of feast. And he said, here are my mother and my brothers and sisters. First point, 
Whoever does the will of God is my mother, my brother, and sister. Faith is that simple. Whoever does the will of God is a mother, brother, and sister. You are in the kingdom of God when you love and have mercy, forgive, when you welcome the outsider. Faith is also complex. Throughout the whole gospel, the disciples get wrong who Jesus is. Mark was probably written in 60 AD when the um, Jewish rebels had defeated the Romans and pushed them back out. The Romans kept coming, they pushed them back out, and there was a sense towards the end of that decade that maybe rebels would win. Jesus, feeling that tension both at his time and Mark continuing that historical moment paints Jesus' response to that call that maybe one last act of violence will save God's people. Jesus replaces that image with him going to the cross. Whoever among you wants to be great must be servant of all. Whoever among you wants to be first must be slave of all. For the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve, to give his life a ransom for many. Who Jesus is, is being rewritten and reimagined throughout the whole gospel and so, Mark says again and again and again, if you have ears to hear, then hear. Jesus heals the blind. He tells the disciples, you see me, but you don't see me. And thus, the great teaching to stay awake, even especially in moments of peril and stress, to take all of that Retreat to the garden and pray. Center, grounded, to lift it all up to God. Close with this last image. I have yet to find art that captures this last um, quote. Truly, I tell you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will never enter it. Um, if anybody has a great piece of art that does this, please send it to me. So I'm gonna leave you an image with my, of my four-year-old child, Rosemary. Two quick stories. Jenna, my spouse, entered our kids, uh, Ruby and Rosemary's room and Rosemary was up in her bunk bed, unaware of Jenna's presence, and she was talking to one of her stuffies. Um, the, uh, you know what a stuffy is. <clears throat> she was whispering to it. 
I don't want to grow up. I want to stay a baby forever. But my body tells me I have to grow. I don't want to grow up. She was whispering to her stuffy. <laughs> Second image. Sometimes we have ice cream after dinner in our house. And um, uh, Rosemary can't scoop her own, so she came to me and asked for some ice cream, and I gave her what I consider to be a generous portion for a 40-pound child. She looked at it, and she said, Hey, you didn't give me much ice cream. I said, Rosemary, that's a lot of ice cream. She looked down, she looked up, and she goes, it is? I said, yeah. She goes, thanks, Dad. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will not enter it. Amen.